Welcome back, everyone, to the Suit Yourself Podcast, part of the Finish First Media Network team. My name is Austin, co-host number one, joined tonight by fellow co-host number two. Brandon. Uh, today is November 16th of 2020, the year of terrible. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody once again for uh, joining us tonight for the recap show of week 10. A uh, very exciting week. I love recapping. Uh, and Brandon, just so you know, everybody can see you eat right now. Yeah, I know. So, okay, just making sure that you were aware of the camera we were using tonight. It, it, it's the flavor blasted. Uh, I know many of you might be missing uh, our triple camera setup, uh, which we have not used in a little while. I know I am. Uh, we will be moving back to that uh, at a very, uh, very short date. As soon as we figure out what went wrong. We are having some technical <laughs> difficulties slash no time to fix it. Well, by no time. A new Call of Duty yeah, came say out. Call of Duty yeah, came what, out, do you so. want, what do you want us to do? This isn't my full-time job. No. Uh, prestiging is. Uh, Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? I can't complain. I haven't left the house for like the thousandth day in a row as usual, but you know. Tell me about it. Doing doing what I can. I guess I went to work today. I mean, I I, I left yesterday, but you, you know. Yeah, it's a lot, it, it feels like I never do. No. Uh, we would like to start today's show uh, by just reading a... We saw reports or tweets, whatever you want to call it, of Antonio Brown. Breaking news. Yeah, he seemed to be trending a little bit. Um, the official is, ESPN report. Is this for a good reason or a bad reason? Oh, I thought it was kind of a funny reason, but uh, it's not good. Has, when was the last time Antonio Brown trended for something I, good? I can't believe it. He seems like such an upstanding citizen. Uh, so, report per ESPN. Uh, Antonio Brown allegedly wrecked camera but wasn't charged before joining Tampa Bay. Uh, Buccaneers is the title. Do we have any more details on this? I'm just going to read... I'm just going to read the first sentence, a couple sentences here. Uh, Antonio Brown was accused last last month by the community in which he lives uh, of destroying security camera and throwing a bicycle at a security guard on October 15th, uh, citing a police report. The Hollywood, uh, Florida police decided they had probable cause to charge him with criminal mischief and a misdemeanor. Uh, but it looks like the president of Hollywood Oaks Homeowners Association declined to press charges. Shout out. They're good for them. Uh, so, I don't think this has anything. The same. They like probably a, just didn't want to get involved. Like the amount of nonsense that's just orbiting Antonio Brown, or that has been orbiting Antonio Brown for the past couple of years now, is just absurd. I was just really confused what the point of this was. Like, why? You know, like, like why throw a bike at somebody? Like, what's that going to well, do? I more so meant like a bike's actually a pretty solid weapon. And a, like, like anyway, technically anything can be a solid weapon. But uh, it, I don't get what the point of this like article is. Like, didn't he, I think hey, it's the NFL just found out. But yeah, but he didn't get charges pressed. So nobody pressed charges. So I don't even think no, it, like, legal, was, legally it doesn't get. matter. So it's like, what's the point besides just, hey, give us clicks for everybody hates yeah. it. It's the meme of the two hands, you know, like media uh, or NFL. It'd probably just be fans and media and hating Antonio Brown would be in the middle. I'd say the league hates him too. Is there anybody that likes him outside of Tom Brady? I don't think so. He's well, just annoying whichever fan base he is currently on uh so that was just something we want to start to show off with uh, the exciting news uh we don't think that means anything to anybody but just thought it was kind of funny but uh that being said we're going to start with the recap of week 10 uh just a reminder we will be back on wednesday with a breakdown or no excuse me a preview of week 11 uh we will also uh go over some injuries uh, on wednesday i was not prepared to do it today so that's all right yeah full disclosure so Brandon, which game would you like to start with this week? How about the Thursday night game? The game that lost me some money. Mm. Close Titans. It was funny because Brandon, I, I'd come to the TV set late. I'm going to call it a TV set because I want to. I was going good. Uh, I had come home late from grocery shopping, and uh, Brandon was talking about how much money he had and how much more he should have bet on the game. It was 17-6 to 6 at the time. Within three minutes, uh, <laughs> the Colts had managed to – well, the Titans had managed to punt the ball six yards – yeah, that's hyperbolic. It was probably fifteen. Uh, kick it fifteen yards and uh, get a kick blocked for a touchdown. So it was an incredible flip of a game. It's that was honestly I have not seen the likes of that in quite a while. It's honestly one of those games where like I watched it and I still think the Titans are significantly better. Titans it's just giving up twenty one consecutive points. It's just the way that it happened was like the like two of the biggest like anomalies back to back in a row where you sit there and you're like. Well, any normal game, this wouldn't happen. I'm sure I'm missing one, but have the Titans lost the last three, or is it the last three or four? Yeah, I, don't, I think. Well, I can't talk. I don't think it's been three in a row. But I, I as we've, I've said the last couple weeks, I've been on 
I've been on record saying this. Uh, I I just don't I don't think I think the Titans are fraud. I still think they're significantly better than the Colts. Like that one that one punt that went yeah. ten yards that was from the end zone out of bounds. That that's a free seven points. So that one well, boneheaded mistake that never happens. And then where are the chances a punt gets blocked in for fairness, a touchdown? I would that's like, like a one in a thousand. I would like to say that I do think that Colts are a little bit sus as well. But yeah, it, it's just they play the Packers this week, so it'll be interesting. Be, I think that's a big game. And because late in the game they took that big lead because they scored fourteen straight in the span of twenty seconds, uh, Tennessee had to kind of give up their like whole thing. They had to stop running the ball. They had to try to play catch up, but they're not good at that. I, I still think the Colts are or the Colts are not nearly as good as the Titans. So the last four weeks. The Titans lost to the Steelers, they lost to the Bengals, they beat the Bears, and they lost to the Colts. So yeah, three out of four. Um, notably, they did beat the Bills, obviously, in that massive blowout. That was another one of those games where it's like, these plays shouldn't be happening, but they <laughs> They are. beat the Vikings by one. They don't really have like a good win, honestly. I mean, I guess... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's not fair. The Bills win's a good win. Yeah, it's a good win. I would say, obviously, the Colts win's probably a good win, but that one felt really... Or, I'm sorry, they, they lost. That should have potentially been a good win, but obviously it wasn't. So, I uh, I don't know. I'm just... I'm a little nervous about them, but I guess that has nothing to do with fantasy. I think they gave the Steelers the biggest... They're the biggest threat to the Steelers thus far this season in the game the Steelers played. Granted, the Steelers haven't beat a single division leader yet, so yeah. they haven't beaten anybody either. The, the Titans but. make you nervous because they're the team that, if they play their style of football and don't let the game get out of hand, they, they have a very good chance. striking distance. It's usually a good chance of winning, and Tannehill is clutch enough that he can usually do mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, if you remember, you know, there's just a lot of teams in the past that just have been a quarterback, consistent quarterback away from being able to do that, but... Mm. Uh, Derrick Henry, 9 for 103, no touchdowns. Or 19, excuse me, for 103. It was a good game. Um, Not a great Tana fantasy Hill, game. 15 but... for 27, uh, 147 yards and a touch. This is easily his worst game this season. Yeah, they rushed the ball more than they threw it, 32 to 27. So, I mean, it was clearly they were just trying to establish the run. And the rookie, Jeremy McNichols, too. I know he's not going to get much work because of Derrick Henry, but he's been very good this year. Three for 26 out of him. Um, he's averaging, I think, almost seven yards a carry this season. Granted, he hasn't rushed much, but still something to note. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Uh, Corey Davis, 5 for 67 on six targets. A.J. Brown breaking my heart, 1 for 21 uh, on four targets. So Yeah, that was tough for me. I mean, thanks for catching it, I guess. That helps. Uh, Johnny Smith, 2 for 14 on six targets, which was tied for the team lead with Corey Davis. So really, I mean, like we said, he had 15 completions, so there wasn't much to go around here. Uh, Indianapolis defense is low-key kind of good. Phillip Rivers, on the other hand, 29-39, one touchdown. Naheem Hines led the day on the ground, 12 for 70 with a touch. Um, 5 for 45 and a touchdown through the air. I played against him in a dynasty league and was not loving it. Jordan Wilkins, 8 for 28. So you were hoping for a little bit more out of him. Uh, Jonathan Taylor down there. 7 for 12. 7 for 12. So, like, there, there's one thing, really one main takeaway from this game, and that's the running back situation in Indianapolis. And I really don't know what to make of it, but I think it's worth noting. <laughs> Yeah, I think the most important takeaway probably is going to be that Jonathan Taylor's not what we thought he was going to be. Which sucks because I picked him in second round in my dynasty. Well, it's not even saying he's never going to be that, but it's just disappointing. He's very apparent he is not the the guy which we all thought we were. I mean, I just I even remember a couple weeks ago trying to like trade really heavy for him in dynasty, and now it's like ooh, yeah. But uh, Pittman Jr. led the way in the reception, seven out of eight for one hundred one. Name Hines five for forty five and a touch. I already read that one. T.Y. Hilton not doing much. I know he's been a little banged up. Four for 40 on five targets. Uh, Zach Pascal, four for 33 on five targets as well. So, really wasn't much of a, you know, it's a pretty bad game in yeah. terms of total yards or passing yards especially. I mean, when you only, we had less than, I mean, what we have? 44 total completions, so not. Speaking of bleh games, how about those Bills Cardinals? That was not a bleh game at all. I like how you jumped to the 3 o'clock game. That was kind of It's a, the next on the list. That was a wild jump there. Uh I was watching that game live when the uh, end happened, and that was that hurt. That was crazy. Uh, not only did Stephon Diggs beat me with that touchdown in a league, but it didn't end up mattering. So that was nice. That was one of those plays that, like, on every YouTube highlight, you know, compilation, we'll see it for years to come. Yeah, for the end of till I die, that'll be on every you know the best game winning catches of all time. This so. just shows how poor the. Um, the Buffalo to... Bill rushing defense. Oh, I thought we were going to take a chance to diss Bill O'Brien with the way no. to trade DeAndre. Okay, no, but I mean that—that's old news. We all know he's. Josh Allen, pretty eh, day. 
He was fine. 32 for 49, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, the two interceptions is bad, but he also had a receiving touchdown, so he technically had three touchdowns. Can I say that yeah. Kyler Murray played a lot better? No. Because 22 for 32, one Without touchdown. that super lucky 60-yard touchdown pass, which is a 1 in 100, he would have had like 190 yards. One touchdown, one interception, but 11 for 61 and two touchdowns on the ground. He's right. I, I don't care. Josh Allen, in fairness to him, was seven of thirty-eight on the ground as well. Yeah. Clearly not as good as Murray, but you know they don't also don't draw run plays up for him anymore. It's just more like, oh, you're gonna get sacked, you better run it. But, I still. So a lot of people think Kyler Murray now is like one of the top MVP candidates. Mm-mm. I just I still don't buy him being incredible. I think he's a better Lamar Jackson. I'm dying on a bad hill here. This is going to be one that history is not going to look back on my takes well with this. But I think he's fine. I think he's one of the he's playing like one of the better quarterbacks. But to say that he's a leader in the MVP, I think is ludicrous. He is. It is so. It is incredible though. Like watching him run, Mm. he doesn't get touched. Mm. Like he just. I don't know. He's like he's actually could throw the ball further than five yards. So like it's really something. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, if this is only a second year, yeah. which I mean, not be that, good. I mean, I get that Lamar hasn't played that much either, so but but clearly Kenyon's a better pass. Like I guess what I was saying, I totally I got um, derailed. It just shows how bad the Buffalo rush defense is. They made Kenyon Drake look like a Pro Bowler. They made Chase Edmonds look like the man, and then they made Kyler Murray look great. Which Kyler Murray looks great every time running. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, bad day to be Kenyon Kenyon Drake. Sixteen for a hundred, no touchdowns. Well. Kyler Murray, as we mentioned, got both of them. So gave up twenty yards to Kenyon Drake on a run, twenty eight to Kyler Murray, twenty five to Chase Edmonds. You just can't do that. They were just hemorrhaging yards all over the place. Uh, really, the only thing worth mentioning, I would say, on the Arizona side of the ball, DeAndre Hopkins, seven for one twenty seven and a touch. Yeah, but that, that's a given. Outside of him, I mean, Christian Kirk had six targets, but didn't really do anything with them. There's really nothing much on the Bills side either. I mean, well, obviously, I say, Cole Beasley's good, but we've been saying that for weeks. I mean, team high, 13 targets, 11 for 109 to touch. Stephon Diggs, 10 for 93 and a and touch Brown, on 11 yeah. targets. And even John Brown, 6 for 72 on 8 targets. So right. Dawson Knox, 2 for 3. That means he only had the ability to drop one. Yeah, I don't – I mean, these guys are probably guys you're thinking about rolling out every week anyway. Yeah, so that, that's why, man, like there's nothing, nothing crazy to... there. Um, As far as the rushing totals, Bills uh, can't rush the I think this is a strong avoid. Yeah, Josh Allen and Zach Moss tied for 7 carries apiece. They just can't do it. Yeah, Singletary got you 4. So it's uh, – I would try not to start them if possible. Uh, Zach Moss and Singletary both for one reception for uh, Moss negative three yards, Singletary negative five yards. It's terrible. So uh, well, speaking of terrible, how about those uh, Houston Texans falling to the Cleveland Browns, well, this ten was, to seven? This was one of the big win games. What do you mean? There were a couple windy games. Like this was one of oh, the windy games. I don't care. I don't care if it's a blizzard. If you put up seven points. You figuratively it dropped was three the ball. to zero until the fourth quarter. That is horrendous, <laughs> and this is something I don't get. And I know Nick Chubb ran out at the last second, yeah, so it technically it should have been seventeen. But the the Browns put up let's see over three hundred and fifty yards, and they end with ten points. How and they didn't turn the ball over. How does that happen? And I know he ran out of bounds at the end, so it's technically seventeen points on three hundred fifty yards and no turnovers. Seventeen on three fifty and no turnovers is nothing. Like, how did they do that? It's crazy they're rushing, though. 41 rushes to 20 attempts on the passing. Yeah. And it's just because, like, if you're going to get five yards each time, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Nick Chubb, 19 for 126 and a touch. Kareem Hunt should have been two. Uh, Kareem Hunt, 19 for 104. So I thought it was kind of weird that they both got 19 touches. I think, honestly, Kareem outplayed him. It's just that yeah. one, that one, like, Chubb had a bad game until he had that one run. Yeah, but and then it, it saved him. I would say though that I mean, if you want to say that, it's just Kareem hasn't done much when Chubb's been gone. No, they, I'm not saying he's better. I'm just saying he outplayed him this game. They definitely help each other. Um, but that's a lot of touches. I would say, especially for the first game back for Chubb, that bodes well for him that he was able to get 19. So Kareem also led the team in catches or tied for the lead, which is something to note. Um, this Texans team honestly pisses me off. I would not trust anybody on the Browns receiving core. No, just for the record, and I not trust, that you probably are. I wouldn't trust a single soul on the on the Texans team, just in general. Uh, Brandon Cooks six for thirty nine on eight targets, and Will Fuller five for thirty eight on eight. I think Maybe, that's just but, again a little bit. There was a lot of wind going on. Deshaun twenty for thirty one sixty three in a touch. Uh. There's really not much to say. I think that the problem is he, Cooks they, and Fuller are good plays, and Cobb's an, an okay flex. Duke Johnson's probably your primary ball carrier, though. 14 for 54. 
him and Watson were the only ones to make the stat sheet. Yeah. It, so, I mean, you know, even if you say, I mean, who's going to – nobody got a touch. No other running well, back David touched. Johnson when he comes back. but He's on IR with that concussion. He's on IR? Yeah. With a concussion? Yeah, so that's not good. How's that even possible? Well, because you're – I mean. Like brain bleeding? That – It's not great. That does not sound good at all. Um, I it, It's weird, though. Like Brandon Cooks is one one hit away from that as yeah, well. Yeah, if you – you have a, a quarterback who's perceived as a top five quarterback. I don't think he is, but he's perceived that oh, way. Oh, come on. Look at the – No, wait. No, I'm, I'm just going to – If you have a quarterback who's perceived as top five, I don't care how terrible your team is, you should put up more than seven points. Like, you, you've got to. Texans are just uh, – it, it's, like it's not like the Browns are a defensive savant. Like, they're no good at defense either. They give up like 30 points a week. I cannot believe the Browns are 6-3. Well, when the, when the playing teams have put up seven points, it's kind of hard not to. The I'm just gonna I'm gonna bet the hell out of the other team they play in the playoffs. Yeah. I hope they're favored. Speaking of favored, I finally found some favor with the Detroit Lions this week. They finally didn't let me down, but it certainly looked like they were trying their damnedest to. Uh, they barely hold on at the end. They had a big lead at the beginning. I believe they were up. I think it was seventeen to three at halftime, and then they that they were only ended up winning by three. Alex Smith actually looked really good until the end of the game, where he just fell apart. I don't know what the heck happened on that last drive. He, they got bailed out by so many penalties. Yeah, he, he was throwing the ball like five yards behind everybody. Or in the front, dirt. it was just um, it was embarrassing. Stafford had a good bounce back game. He's had a couple of dingers, and he finally he finally had a decent game. Which, what do you think of that Antonio Gibson line? Thirteen for forty five and two touchdowns rushing. That's garbage. <laughs> I thought you might appreciate that. No, I was too busy focusing on J- J.D. McKissick's eight carries for six yards and a touchdown. <laughs> it is pretty wild, though. Oh, man. It is pretty wild that Alex Smith had... J.D. McKissick had 15 targets. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's been a really good play. I I mean, I have him on my roster, and it's he's because solid of sheer volume. He's not doing anything with it. If you get targeted 15 times and have 43 yards, that's not good. Granted, well, eight, passes all dump offs, but... eight passes were missed. They're not exactly the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, Alex Smith, it's pretty wild, though. 55 attempts, 390 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah, that was weird. That is pretty wild. Um, Granted, a guy who's averaging .8 yards per carry got a touchdown, so he, chances are he was on the goal line. Say what you want. I think McKissick is probably a pretty good play every week. I think he's at least a RB2. It's sheer volume. Uh, I think I think DeAndre Swift is emerging as like a league winner at this point. Which I know. Yeah, I agree. His passing work is always really good. He does a lot with and, the targets. And even look he gets. at the look at the carries right now. Sixteen out of twenty-one. Like he's taking over the backfield. He had a really. He also um, essentially averaged the same as AP on four times as many, which is difficult to do. Had almost seventy yards receiving and a touchdown on five targets. He's really looking nice. TJ Hawkinson really let me down this week. I needed points, and of course he, he couldn't do it. Ugh. He only targeted him four times, too, which is a bit bizarre. Um, it was just kind of a weird game because Amendola and Hawkinson were essentially the top targets with uh, Galladay gone, and those two just kind of kicked the curb this game. So, um, Are you – I mean, do you like Marvin Jones moving forward? Do you think he's a good no. boy? He was nothing without – or with Galladay around once well, Galladay comes back. But which, even, So if Galladay misses more time, do you like him moving forward? Maybe as a flex play for a week or two, but – Ten targets. That's a lot. It really is. Those should have been Hawkinson's. How about uh, Logan Thomas? Anything to say about Logan? Do you think he's a good play weekly? Four he, for 66 on six targets? He had a nice touchdown this week, didn't he? Was that somebody else? No, he did not. Okay, that's somebody else. Uh, I plugged him into a lineup this week. It was very helpful. I honestly don't, just because I see a tight end, I guess, which I guess tight ends are very, aren't very great. But I still really like him just because if we look at the – like how often are we going to see Alex Smith throw for almost 400 yards? I think quite often, to be honest. What? I think he's better than anything they've had. That's not saying much. Yeah, but I yeah, but that's the point though. Is like how many times are you expecting you know insert the blink to throw? Yeah, I don't know. It's it, I it's. I'll have to see it a couple. Plus, more I don't games. think they're ever going to be in a situation where they like can't, you know, like they're comfortable enough not passing. If I that guess. makes sense. I think Alex Smith might even be an okay, like, more so two QB league, but he might be an okay play. I don't think he's going to throw for 390 and no touchdowns again. Yeah, he, it wouldn't kill you. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, not not too much to say here. Speaking of not too much to say about, the Jacksonville Jaguars fall to 1-8 and eight after having a relatively large lead against the Packers last week. 
which Jake Lutton, 8 for 35, 169 yards, one touchdown, one pick. It's not good. It's not good at all. Um, DJ Chark uh, also let you down quite a bit. 4 for 56 on five targets. I mean, honestly, everybody kind of let you down. All things considered, for 169 yards total, he had a good game. Keelan Cole, 5 for 47 and a touch on seven targets. Uh, of, co- uh, of course, Chris Conley led the uh, team in targets, who I was playing, but only 4 for 43. So. This, as somebody who owns Gardner Minshew in Dynasty, these past couple Ooh. weeks have been very good for me because Jay Glutton has not looked good. They have? Yeah, Jay Glutton's looked terrible, and at least Gardner Minshew looked pretty good. I think most people probably consider Gardner Minshew a backup, though, which is going to be the problem for you. Eh, we'll see, but it's just Jay Glutton – should be his backup if these weeks have taught us anything. It is funny, though, on the Jacksonville box score, James Robinson is the only person listed. 23 uh, for 109. Yeah, yeah. He's the he, only, he's guy so who, good. only guy who rushed. Aaron Jones had another stinker of a game. His receiving kind of bailed him out. But even with that, it was roughly around 10 to 12. Which... 13 for 46 uh, on the ground. 5 for 49 on six targets to the uh, air there. Yeah. Um, that was a scantling leading the team. I don't care. In Val- yards, not Valdez Scantling is not, not good. Uh, Devonta Adams, another. It was like a kind of a floor game. It seems like for him, if he's in the game, he's going to get 12. at least. No, that's what I mean. He's going to get sixty yards. Eight I mean, for sixty-six, a touchdown on twelve targets. I you're dismissing Valdez Scantling, who now has three tar- three touchdowns in the last two games. I couldn't care less. Four for one forty-nine and a touchdown. If you want to start a guy targets. who will get you fifteen points on about a twenty percent chance or zero. Go for all it. I know is I've started in the last two weeks in the league and he has paid off dividends. Yeah, all I know is I've played him like I think he's more of a coin flip, but I've played him like three times this season, got burned his all his entire through. game. I mean, his average cat pass this game was 37 yards. Yeah, I mean, good he's a boomer bust. Well, no, that's who he It's like the Deshaun Jackson. You're either getting 20 points or two points. That's there's really no in between. So I think I think he's a good high. You know, ceiling guy that if you just I I really need points this week, he's a good guy to toss in there. But if you're looking for a safe floor, I'm trying to avoid. But um, I, I heard an uh, I read an interesting report. I just oh. rec- I forgot I I recently saw. It was that actually I'll bring it up on the Cowboys game. Actually, the Cowboys on by they're on by. Never mind. Cancel. Oh, moving forward to the Eagles and Giants. I guess it revolves Whoa. around this. It was Real Mike- quick, do you think the Packers just had a bad game or they played down to the competition or do you think they're bad? I say it's about all the, the teams with winning records. But at 7-2, and two, I don't have much faith in them. Mm. It's just... Is what it is? Yeah, I don't, I don't believe much in them. Fair enough. What's our next game? Uh, Eagles and Jacksonville. I guess it's, quote, Mike McCarthy did notice there was more pep in the step for the players, and he isn't sure if it's because the Giants were able to beat Philadelphia this week. That just shows how low <laughs> the, the Cowboys have sunk if the somebody, Giants win a game has got pep in their step. Somebody that's who pep Mike McCarthy used to coach their our team. I, I, I don't miss him. But. No, he he couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag. Carson Wentz did not look good. 21 for 37 on 208 yards. Uh, no. He's just been looking bad. And as somebody who just traded for him in Dynasty. Like, there's no time, but at the same time, there's no way in hell he should get outplayed by Daniel Jones. Well, this was supposed to be the big return week because Goddard's back. You know, they had, I believe, uh, they had a couple other guys. Was it, I don't remember. I think somebody else was, was supposed to come back. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey was targeted, so he was back. Uh, Rieger. He's targeted. I mean, <laughs> I mean, something. He, he hasn't been playing, so. In in tra- Travis Fulgham, my goodness. The one week I played him. One catch for eight. Come on. Like, I was stuck starting him, TJ Hawkinson, and AJ Green because of buys. And let me tell you something. AJ Green will never see the field on my team ever again. But oh, we'll, we'll save that for the Bengals. Uh, Daniel Jones had a really nice touchdown run, which he's very quick. Wayne Gallman, a few things just to note. Wayne Gallman's terrible. But got bailed out by two touchdowns. Alfred Morris is actually he's looking not a terrible fantasy player. Well, eighteen for fifty-two. He scored. I'm just saying he put, usually puts up decent numbers. Well, he's. I, mean, I just mean he's a bad player. I don't think he's any good. Miles Sanders, when they give him the ball, is fantastic. They just don't give him the ball, which makes no sense for a team that has no offense. There really isn't a ton to get from this. I mean, Darius Slayton, I guess, had a decent game, and Sterling Shepard was okay, but uh, I would say. Worth noting, Evan Ingram only targeted three times, two for 15. Do you see that catch he had? 
He was out of bounds, but he it, he's been making nice he's catches reached lately. back and just caught it one handed, and he stepped out of bounds though. Which, uh, neither quarterback threw through a through a touchdown or interception was kind of wild. It's even more wild that Daniel Jones would throw a pick, but yeah, I agree. Also wild, Richard Rodgers led the team with uh, yards, four for 60 on five targets. Never a good thing. Yeah, somehow Richard Rodgers can get eight times as many yards as Travis Fulgham. It's not good. No. Uh, Miles Sanders, this was his first week back in quite a while, so that's something that was good. 15 for 85, so he was looking fine. Unfortunately, got vultured essentially twice. Boston Scott, I guess the Boston Scott one we're not going to call vulture, but three for 63 and a touchdown. Uh, Corey Clement, one for five and a touchdown. Yeah, that's so, trash. Uh, could have been a lot better day for him, but he was coming back from the injury, so I would expect bigger things ahead for him. But still, uh, nice showing for being hurt. So, Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's about it. It's going to make a nice segue, but I had nothing. Mm. So I guess we're just moving on to Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, Bridgewater was hurt. He is week to week with the knee. Okay. Well, that hurts a lot of the receivers if he's out as sad as that. It really doesn't because DJ Moore's 38 yard touchdown, he threw behind the line of scrimmage. You think PJ Walker is going to help? You think, I think PJ Walker could throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage. I don't think he's any better than Bridgewater. This entire season, I haven't seen Teddy Bridgewater make one impressive throw yet. Oh. Uh, That being said, this week I played against Ronald Jones in two leagues, and thankfully he had the second longest touchdown rush of all time. The one week I played him, uh, 192 yards and one touchdown. Tough as for those Fournette owners. As I said last week, or was it last week or two weeks ago, I think Ronald Jones is significantly better than Leonard Fournette. And clearly the 23 carries to eight is indicative of that, at least this week. And it wasn't only that Ronald Jones found so much success. I think Leonard Fournette just found nothing, which certainly doesn't help him. He had a 14-yard run in there and still only averaged 2.4 yards per carry, which isn't very good. On eight rushes. Yeah. Even more not good. Um, It was a weird game. I mean, Mike, How do you feel about Mike Davis? I hate Mike Davis. No, I don't hate him as a person. Come on. But as, Mike Davis is pretty solid. As a Christian McCaffrey owner who's watching everybody else reap the benefits of Mike Davis, I am a bit bitter. Um, He's fine. He's a fine Play him if McCaffrey's hurt, even though this week he didn't do much. He's He's been good in the past. Um, Yeah, there's not a ton to add on this. I mean, Antonio Brown looked good. He had a really nice catch in there, like, around his – like, it, it was a weird, like, over-the-guy's-shoulder catch. Didn't find the end zone. I but believe he, he played the least uh, snaps, too. But had he still got seven targets. Most targets. I am worried as a Chris Godwin owner. Uh, He was the most productive receiver, at least yards-wise, but he only had six targets. Which of the big the big three? There was twenty five targets between the three of them, and he got six of them. And that's six not for ninety two for him, six for seventy two, and a touchdown for Evans, and seven for sixty nine on eight targets for I, Antonio. Brown. I alluded earlier that it's a weird game because Mike Evans was actually targeted a lot and got a bunch of yards. Gronk and, looked okay. He was two for fifty one in the touch. So I mean, Gronk doing Gronk things. Yeah. So I mean, I think he's still a pretty good weekly play. Um, DJ Moore finally did something for us: four for ninety six and a touchdown. Uh, this was it. Felt more right for Curtis Samuel. Three for four, no touchdowns, rushing, and uh, three for eight. So sick and tired of that. Uh, with no touchdowns uh, in the receiving game, so it felt a lot more uh, right, if that makes sense. Robbie Anderson, four for twenty-one on six touches, so down game for him. Yeah, uh, as well. But I think depending on how Bridgewater looks, I think that they're going to be a little bit back more back to normal i don't think mike davis is going to do this two weeks in a row if uh, mccaffrey can't go so yeah i heard he's not gonna go yeah probably not especially the more they lose speaking of not going and losing how about those broncos 12 points against are so bad against the elite ravers raiders defense excuse me everybody looks awful i'm not gonna lie looks awful drew Locke looks awful the offensive line looks awful the defense is awful yeah there are no jerry judy's probably the only it is an endless tunnel. There is no light at the end of it. How do you let a team that's had 150 passing yards score 37 points on you in 2020? This isn't the old school league where everyone ran all over you. It, it's embarrassing. If if Derek Carden off game and they beat you by 25, oh, I mean, that's unacceptable. Yeah. For, Josh Jacobs, 21 for 112 and two touchdowns. And then Booker, 16 for 81 and two touchdowns. It, things it's, have gotten so bad in Denver. That they're giving Royce Freeman touches. That's how bad things have gotten there. 
Yeah, and then on the other end of the ball, you have their former Booker just killing it. Uh, Judy, 4 for 68 on eight targets. Uh, I think he – I mean, he's still playing with a lot of fervor on that side, which is always good. But that team is just – I mean, Tim Patrick, 4 for 61 on six. K.J. Hamler led the team in targets, uh, 4 for 50. It almost just looks like no matter what they do, it's not really going to – Make matter difference. under the current it's system. inevitable they're just even horrible Noah fan man had seven targets but was three for 18 i was so high on him too before the season i'm like oh these guys are good they're gonna, they're gonna kill it they're i was sleeper team dark horse no they were the team literally. i really wanted to put the money on and i mean for i mean and i'm sure you mentioned it but philip Lindsay only four carries it's just what's going on here granted when you turn the ball over five times to the other team zero that's how those the point differentiation happened but if you also turn the ball over five times in a game you're not a good football team Oh, yeah, that's not good. Uh, Nelson Aguilar finally came back down to earth. One for eight, no touchdown. <laughs> Actually started him this week. <laughs> Darren Waller led the team three for 37 five, on five times. This is how bad things are in, in Denver. 154 yards. Josh Jacobs in 2020 looked good. He's not bad. But he's looked bad. Yeah, he's had moments where he, he has, he has not game. looked good. And he looked really good this week. So I think that's just how bad Denver is very bad. Things have gotten, yeah. It's weird they would have. I mean, they, they, they were. I mean, if they would have won today, it's weird to think they would have been four, four and five. Like, just they feel a lot worse than that. No, deserve that. The Raiders six and two or six and three. Excuse me. I do me. not trust the Raiders, but good for them. No, I'm happy for them. Yeah, like they at least show up and they play their game and they don't like they're not stupid. They're like a smart team. They don't turn the ball mm. over a bunch. They don't make dumb mistakes. They just go out there and play. And if they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. And they at least like this game. All they had to do was not mess up, and they didn't mess up, and they blew him out. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Speaking of happy for, I'm not happy for Justin Herbert because mm. it seems like no matter what happens, he loses. Reminds me of a Linkin Park song. Yeah, in the end, it doesn't even matter, man. Try so hard, though. And, of course, this was the one game where Her- Herbert's averaging over 300 yards per game. If he would have had his normal production, he probably would have won this game. So it's kind of on him, I guess. But well, that's not fair. No, I know. Like he, he was, if you, I'm sorry, if he were just to play up to the huge expectations and huge standard he's already set, he could have won. Is what I'm saying. Like I don't blame a rookie for only throwing for 200 yards. It's just not even what? 20 for 32, 187, two touchdowns, one interception. It, I think it also just shows how how good that Miami defense is. Yeah, they definitely are. They're good. good. Like, and they, I know. 187 2-to-1 ratio isn't, like, shutting the guy down. But for a guy like Herbert, it kind of is. Tua, on the other hand, 15 for 25, 169 yards and two touchdowns. So he hasn't, he's been fine. He just hasn't really been forced to do too much. He's he's kind of starting to get a little overrated in my book. Just because everyone's act Like, I've seen people on Twitter, like, legitimate news sources saying, is Tua better than Herbert? It's like, all right now. It's because he's winning. Herbert like, did have a rushing touchdown. I wanted to add. Okay. Uh, it's like Tua, six carries for negative one yards. That's yeah, really weird. That is. But, yeah, I think people are just overrating them a bit just because his team is – like, the Dolphins are not a bad team. Mm-hmm. They're not bad. So, p- plugging in a, a relatively average quarterback. I know he's a rookie, so being an average quarterback as a rookie is really good. There were some weird things – I'm sorry, did you want to finish that? I was going to say, so, I mean, I think if – if he were to start losing, I think a lot of the hype would die down. But, yeah, Kalen Balage, A lot of weird stuff with the running backs this week. This not game. really, because Joshua Kelly's terrible, and he played terrible. No, I mean, but Kalen Balage, who they just picked up, 18 for 68. And then on the other side, Salvin Ahmad, 21, yeah, I, I 35, and a touchdown. I played against Salvin Ahmad in the league, and he dropped, like, 15. I was so mad. Was he? I didn't think he was. Since when did he get declared the number one back? I don't know. I just saw S. Ahmad. I'm like, who the hell is that? I thought it was and DeAndre then I saw Washington. Points. And then I thought it was... I thought it was Matt Breida. I didn't even know this guy was in the mix. I know. It, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, I know Bellage's yards per carry is not that good, but both, I mean, pretty good effort by both running backs. Well, I mean, especially because, like, name one running back who's looked good on the Chargers this season. Yeah, most definitely not None. Josh Kelly. Yeah, um, no. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, it's just a weird game. Keenan Allen, three for 39 and a touchdown on seven targets. Mike Williams, two for 38 on five targets. Uh, Balaj managed to get five receptions on 34 targets, or uh, 34 yards on six targets. Excuse me. Hunter Henry four for 30 and a touchdown on six. I mean, they got a lot of guys involved. Even Jalen Guyton had four for 24 on six. So getting a lot of people involved, but nobody really doing anything. 187 total passing yards, like we mentioned. So not very good. Speaking um, of weird games, did you watch the Seattle and 
the Rams game? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think so. 16 to 23, the Rams take it. Oh, you didn't even mention that Devontae Parker only two for 31 on seven targets. Oh, that's okay. But, yeah, the, the Rams actually won. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. And I think this goes down to Russell Wilson just wasn't good. The Which problem mean, is is that they were only winning because he was playing MVP level no, football. No, I, I was about to say that. he was. He, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is he was playing so well where they'd win. But now when he, if he has an off game or doesn't have an MVP-like game, they're going to lose. He was sacked six times for the record. And he's pretty mobile, too, which is not good. 22 uh, for 37, 248, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. So wild game for him. Uh, did go 8 for 60 rushing, though, which is very helpful. And, yeah, the Rams just seem to go as Jared Goff goes. I mean, yeah, he had no touchdowns, but 300 yards on 37 attempts is not bad in the slightest. I was fortunate enough to start Malcolm Brown in a league, and he had eight touches and two touchdowns, so it was like the most bogus 20 points I've ever seen. But... Are you including receptions with that, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... But, yeah, Cooper Cup, again, like 50 yards is fine, but for the expectations we had for him this season, he has been pretty disappointing. Like, you and I both expect him to be mm. a top, top 10 at least. This was just a weird game. I mean, Josh Reynolds led 8 for 94 and ten with 10 targets. Higby had 6 targets. Robert Woods had 6. It just They really moved the ball around a lot. And I, so, think, I think a lot of his problem, too, um, Cooper Cup, is that he's only proje- he's only had two touchdowns. Like usually, like by this point, they have like six or seven. A big deal with him, I know that was brought up, was that he was questionable, if you remember, with the wrist. Mm-hmm. And I think at mo- there were moments where he was holding the wrist and, you know, kind of... on the season. But No, 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 I get what you mean. I'm just saying for yesterday, though. I mean, it's pretty unusual that Josh yeah. Reynolds would ever be leading a team. No, nor should he. To a win, mind you, which is even more astounding. But, yeah, Jared Goff just hasn't thrown any touchdowns this year. I'm trying to I'm pull He just up right hasn't now. been that good. He did lose a fumble yesterday, though. He's only thrown for 13, tu- or eight, 13 touchdowns, which I guess ranks 18th, which isn't horrible. But for, you know, for what they normally do, he's, you yeah. know, the offense is normally pretty good. I mean, and Seattle's defense is horrendous. So. I, I honestly think Jared Goff's a tad underrated. Just I because think he's overrated. He's he's on track for almost 4,500 yards and 23 touchdowns. That's not a bad season at all, but we keep saying, oh, he sucks. Oh, he's no good. Blah, blah. If you throw for 4,500, 23 to 11, that's a fine, fine season. Yeah, it's not great. It's fine mean. He also has Sean McVay and really good offensive Well, I know, but we always, like, at least when I always speak, I'm like, oh, he's, he's sucking this year. And, I mean, if we think about it, he's really not. Like, is he being a little disappointing? Yeah, maybe. But he, he's not playing anything that – he's he's not playing any – like he's not playing well to lead a team. Like he's well, yeah. like, eh. Like you'd be like, oh, you know, that'd be a good stat line for like Gardner Minshew, not well, Gardner Minshew, not Jared Goff. I mean, he got paid. Jared Goff got paid. I just don't think he's very good. Speaking but, of not very whoa, good, whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't just not address the Seattle receiving. Seattle receiving. DK Metcalf two for twenty eight on four targets. Yeah, I think it's just a like Tyler Lockett five for sixty six on nine. I just think, yeah, Russ struggles, and when he struggles, they struggle, obviously. So let me ask you some questions. How do you rank How do you rank the Seattle receiving going forward and the Rams going forward? Uh, DK and then Tyler. Those are the only two I really care about. And I'd still I'd still do Cup, Woods, and then uh, Reynolds. Tyler Higby actually showed up, and we forgot to mention. He 60 yards for him. That's a godsend. So that's fine. No touchdown, though. But he uh, his picture – on the ESPN, yeah, he looks like a no neck Ed, a younger no neck Ed. If pulling, you've ever seen I'm him, pulling, I know who no neck Ed is. Pulling it up, yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> he looks like a really young no neck Ed. No neck Ed, he's like the world. Oh, I have no respect for no neck Ed. Whoa, for Tyler Higby or no neck Ed? No neck Ed. Okay. Speaking of a lack of respect, I have a little bit of speaking lack of, of respect. No neck. Yeah. Speaking of no neck, we have the 49ers coming up here. Sorry, my screen froze. I'm trying oh, to no. pull up pull up the game 49ers against the saints we had a little bit of Jameis action this week it looks like we're gonna get more too because drew Brees has a punctured lung i love watching Jameis do well which i know i haven't been able to see much of it did he do well six for ten for 63 yards him seeing the field is him doing well this season oh well that's that's not really fair to him but what i mean is just in general i like seeing him do well and I hope I pray he does really well this this next week. I don't like the Saints at all, and I for whatever reason I kind of cheer against him. It's practice to Taysom Hill, but it's because of Drew Brees. Because we don't yeah, respect yeah, Drew, yeah, Drew Brees. Because we don't respect yeah, Drew Brees. I, this could be a problem for the rest of the league. Like, what if James comes in and balls? 
The problem though is they that got a problem. Their, their offense functions on short stuff and like competence. Where that's where I'm nervous that Jameis is not going to function well. Because it's six for eight. Drew Brees, I think, 10. was the 31st or 32nd downfield thrower based on like yeah, it's attempts, garbage. and Jameis was first. So I'm just saying, like, that's a huge shift coming into your offense. And they might they might be able to retool it. Oh, and how about Jordan Reed? He drops the eight-yard week, so everyone probably dropped him, and then he shows up and drops 62 yards the next game. If that guy never would have got hurt, I know you could say this for a lot of people, but he would have been so good. Imagine if Jet never got hurt. 18 carries for 32 yards, 1.8 yard per carry in the Shanahan running mm. scheme. That's essentially like averaging negative five yards per carry. It every was a other terrible team. game for everybody involved. The Saints involved. defense isn't bad, but 25 no. for 49 collectively rushing. David I, or Brandon Ayuk, excuse me, is the only person who showed up and played with a pulse. This week, Nick Mullins just proving also again. Also had 14 targets. 7 for yeah. 75 and a touchdown on 14 targets. Nick Mullins proving yet again that he is a not good football player. Austin Walter, not somebody you usually want to see in the starting lineup. Taysom Hill fumbled the ball <laughs> twice and lost one of them. The most Taysom Hill thing of all time. Um, the Niners are just, they're kind of just toast at this point. Yeah, I don't blame them. They couldn't overcome the injuries. and I mean, I don't think they're missing their Garoppolo's even good, but... I think they're missing their top two running backs, their quarterback. They're missing their best receiver. They're missing their tight end. Like, they're missing literally everybody. Mostert's good. He's just never going to play more than five weeks in yeah. the season, it seems, or whatever, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. What are you thinking about Taysom Hill coming in there at quarterback, getting sacked, and then having eight rushes with two fumbles? I don't get the point of him. I think he's much more of a hindrance than a help at this point. It's literally like, like hey, hey, you guys, you guys want to burn it down? Like, hey, you want to lose the ball? Yeah, let's give it to Taysom. That's there it. has been some talk, though, of Alvin Kamara being a potential MVP candidate. He was 8 for 45 on the ground today, 7 for 83 in a touchdown. He's 8 for, 15 on, he's 8 for 15 on the ground. 8 for 15? Yeah, you're going to Taysom Oh, Hill. I'm sorry. I was looking at Taysom yeah. Hill. I apologize. With two touchdowns, uh, also 7 for 83 in a touchdown through the air. He's a fantastic receiving back. Don't get me wrong. But I'm tired. Like, the MVP, people need to pump the brakes on the MVP. Like, I have a friend who um, was posting, like, mm. He was posting on Twitter, three total touchdowns. He's the best in the league. First off, touchdowns don't make you good. Well, they can. They, they can. But when you have eight carries Causation for 15 yards. not always correlated. When you have eight carries for 15 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, you did nothing for those touchdowns. You just you were there. You showed up. Oh. So his receiving seven for 83 and one touchdown is very nice. I'll give it that. But when people are like, oh, three touchdown game, potential MVP. It's like, no. It's like, no. Like, come on. Like, let's be real. Well, just to switch up here. I'll switch you up. How are you feeling about the receiving options? Because outside of Kamara, Michael Thomas, two for 27. I don't like it. Emmanuel Sanders, one for five. Jared Cook, zero for zero. I don't um, like it. But at the same time, first, I don't have to. Was well, there hope? Are, are you are you down on, with Jameis in there? Are you more excited or less excited oh, about I'm this more, offense? I'm more excited. So are you more excited for Kamara? Because I don't know if it's possible for him no. to – so you think it hurts Kamara, helps everyone else? I think it really helps guys like Michael Thomas. It really helps guys like um, Traquan Smith and even Jared Cook because Jared Cook's good for big plays sometimes. Uh, I think this hurts Kamara a bit unless, unless – for all we know, Jameis could have been under um, Drew Brees and been in this new system. Maybe there's like big, hey, just tone it down. This just, will also be his first start where he can see. That's a narrative yeah. that many people no. have not brought up. Yeah, he he, he did not have he was legally blind until uh, this offseason. I th- I think that like for all we know, like I bet a guy like James he could put in and say just make the quick slant and throw the running back if he needs to. I he could do that. So I think I think they'll be fine. As somebody who had to get contacts, I don't know how the hell he was throwing downfield. Well, I mean, if you saw his accuracy, it probably explains a bit. No, I'm saying, though, like, how do you throw a 40-yard, 50-yard pass to a receiver when you, like, it's hard to describe for people who've never had to wear glasses. Like, it's... The legend continues. Everything is blur. Like, I don't know how this dude was throwing 50 yards to a window. I saw Jameis win the, the W, right. and I, I was here for it because it was... That's that against the box, excuse me, against the like box. New Orleans is where he belongs. Uh, yeah, he... I, I like seeing him do well. Um, Speaking about doing well... The Steelers put up 36 points, which is fantastic, and the Bengals only put up 10. It appears as though Joe Burrow, if my screen would load, sorry, mm. I'm on a, I'm running a Chromebook. Oh no! Maybe if you leave a like, we can get a better budget, and we can get that. No, I'm just kidding. I have you a, have a better. Computer. I have a way better computer elsewhere. Um, we're frozen. If you'd like to take over. Oh no! Are we gonna have to do a hard restart? What's going on over there? I don't there? know what's going on. 
There we go. Joe Burrow was able to throw for 213 yards, and somehow none of them went to A.J. Green. Now, did you even mention the game score? Yeah, 36-10. Okay. Uh, and none of them went to A.J. Green. A.J. Green targeted five times with zero yards. I sat on my couch and went to work on Sunday and still ended with the same amount of catches and yards as A.J. Green mm. um, without making the millions of dollars, which is a real shame. That Pittsburgh defense is rough, though. They gave Joe Burrow a rough day, sacked him four times. He was only 21 for 40 for 213 and a touch. If Samaje Piran could get seven yards, I expect seven yards from A.J. Green. Yeah, nothing in the run game. If you tried to get fancy and start Geo, eight for 30. So nothing going on there. Uh, he did have four for 17. Not that that's much of a saving uh, no. redemption there. <laughs> no. T. Higgins, seven for 111 and a touch. Tyler Boyd, six for 41. Um, that was on eight targets and nine targets, respectively, to T. Higgins. Those are clearly the guys you should start. I am dropping A.J. Green the second waiver's clear tomorrow. kept him this long. It, it's because of injury. You've kept him 10 weeks. He's the only guy who's remained healthy. How many points does he have through 10 he weeks? He has, like, none. I've started him – I've had to start him because of injuries every week but two. I'm just saying – The two weeks I didn't, he had double digits both weeks. In the, same week, single digits every in the week. same week that you have him, I picked up Jacoby Myers two weeks ago off with, with no fab. Well, again, I didn't. Ex- I didn't expect Kenny Galladay to go down with an injury. But um, but through eight weeks, you expected. And see, no, I I have um I have how many yards does he even have in three hundred and sixteen, which is next to nothing. He's on track for five hundred sixty with no touchdowns. And, you just, and I just don't understand how you haven't like got rid of him. To I this keep point. I keep getting. I was going to drop him. Then he had those two double digits in a row. I'm like, oh, let's go. That was a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh boy. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm gonna play. Um, Cole Beasley but then I saw that the Steelers pass defense gives up a lot to receivers so I'm like you know what and I think Cole Beasley is going against a good one I'm like, oh, I'm, like I'm gonna go with Adrian Green one more time zero zero yeah it's not something you like to see that's for sure Ray Ray McLeod had more yards than him mm. speaking of having yards though Ben Roethlisberger 27 for 46 for 333 four touchdowns uh, on the end of those touchdowns, Deontay Johnson, 6 for 116 in a touchdown and 11 targets. Juju's 9 for 77 in a touch on 13 targets. Chase Claypool, 4 for 56 and two touchdowns on 10 targets. That dude is just touchdown monster, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but really nice showing for all the receivers there. Um, do you Who do you think is the number one? Are we still saying Deontay's the one? I think so. Juju had him out-targeted um, and, and out-catched. Out, out, caught or whatever you want to call it yeah whatever you want to say out received but uh those two are kind of i would say the forefront and chase claypool is like the very close third who scores more i'm still not high in juju i mean he's still not even on track for a thousand yards and he hasn't had an injury i think this is his last year i'm interested to see what happens with his free agency he's one of those guys that's fine i think people only really care about him because he's a nice charismatic funny guy he'd be well no he's good but like i mean like yeah but it's like the whole Chad Ochocinco. I mean, he was really good, great. Like he was really good. Don't get me wrong, but he's viewed as a legend because of who he is, well, not yeah. because of his play. Well, his play was very good. Though. It was, but like everybody knows who he is. Like he's a bigger name than Terrell Owens. But Terrell Owens was much better than him. I'm trying to think. Oh, I don't think. I don't think he's more known than T.O. He's up there. I think they're about the same. Well, either way, T.O. was better than him, and they're both as notorious as each other. Deontay. Uh... Juju though he's the kind to me that he's he's the like perfect number two, like if he went to the Packers I would yeah. be loving it. But yeah. if like Deontay or Devontae Adams left and we got Juju to replace him, I would you be hating sweating. it. Yeah, if that makes any sense. But uh, James Conner kind of a rough day for him. Thirteen for thirty six, uh, and then through the air he was two for twelve, so didn't really do much of anything. Um, and Ben Roethlisberger managed to stay intact uh, for an additional game, so that's good. Good for him. He always seems like he he always seems like he's going to be done for forever every other week. So, uh, praying for his safety. Eric Ebron let you down two for thirty eight. But speaking of letting people down, we have the Baltimore Ravens only scoring seventeen points against the New England Patriots, who aren't very good. Jacoby Meyer with a nice twenty four yard touchdown. This is the part where we get to say that Lamar's overrated again. Oh, he can't I- pass. I look forward to this every week, and this was honestly probably his best passing in, game. In fairness to him, though, the rain was a major issue. Not for him. This was his best game all season. 24 for 34, 249, two touchdowns, one interception. I mean, yeah, but. The, the thing that kills me is. 11 like, for 55 on the ground. This, 
was, again, I've said this before in the past. Basically, the Ravens can't beat good teams. I'm not calling the Patriots good because the good teams aren't stupid. Like, if you don't turn the ball over against the Ravens, and if you just do your thing, you're fine. Like, New England didn't turn the ball over, which means that Lamar didn't get the ball inside the half. Like, when the other team, when, they, when their defense doesn't just stranglehold the offense, they struggle. Yeah, the Patriots usually don't yeah. commit those errors. They don't have penalties. No. They don't mess up the special teams. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, if you want to beat the Ravens, I've come to realize you just can't turn the ball over you can't be stupid which i know that might be a, a given but like they won the turnover battle this week and they won the um, patriots one so, thing that's kind of wild is no there were no fourth quarter points scored no first or fourth quarter points i don't know who matt skura is but he fumbled the ball for baltimore three times and all three of them got recovered that's he, not i good. think he's the kicker not something you want to do uh no, he's a center excuse me the center Cam, oh so he probably threw it past lamar yeah. or something okay Cam Newton, 13 for 17, uh, 118 in a touchdown. He woke up feeling dangerous. I mean, he was – well, I mean, those are – his numbers are fine for how many times he threw. They clearly were going with the run game. Jacoby Myers, though, one for two, one. for one. He had the 24-yard touchdown. With the perfect QBR great and throw. perfect passer rating. I believe, as everybody's going to mention, he Not was bad the former receiver. quarterback. Oh. He's a converted quarterback. So, Devin Harris is really good. Who? I'm sorry, Damian Harris is very good. I lament the fact that I had to drop him. I don't. Yeah. He's been rushing well for my team. I had to drop him because he's on IR, and then everyone got hurt. I'm like, well, I need space. Then Damian Harris is really good. He's going to be an interesting player next year. I could see him getting picked within the first three rounds, unless obviously a trade happens where New England gets a better back. Yeah, a little bit of that, too, is going to be determined, uh, kind of what they're doing at quarterback. But I think, yeah, like to your point, regardless, I think he's going to be good. He's averaging almost six yards But what about Sony Michelle? You just can't kick an asset like that to the curb. That was a joke. Um, I was going to say, yeah, Sonny Michelle is ineptitude personified. On Cam Newton field. also did have 11 carries uh, for 21 yards and a touchdown. This was just one of those, like, classic awful games that yeah. just everybody played decent defense and the rain played a big deal. Um, Gus Edwards led the team 7 for 42 outside of Lamar. I'm talking for running backs. Nothing for J.K. Mark Ingram in his return, 5 for 5. So That's a tough backfield. Yeah, it, you really don't want to own any part of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I still am going to hold that for right now, Gus Edwards is the guy you want, but I don't think that that means much anything. Somehow, Willie Sneed managed to get two touchdowns on five for 64 on seven targets. Mark Andrews had a good game, somehow didn't get targets, or touchdowns, seven for 61 on nine Probably career targets, high for yards. No touchdowns. This year probably, honestly, is. He normally does a lot of work. Um. Hollywood Brown, two for 14 on six targets, so that's just not happening. No, we might get another angry tweet one of these days. My we'll dynasty see. team cries. Yeah. I just want him to get traded. They don't deserve to have good wide receivers. Who's to say he's good? I, mean, I think he's good, but what do I know? As we we haven't, I, in my opinion, at least we haven't seen enough to really know. The real star of the receiving, though, Rex, Rex Burkhead. Goodness. Four sakes. for 35 and two touchdowns. Uh, I played against him in my dynasty league. Somebody I, started Rex Burkhead and got like thirty points. I needed the thirty points and I did not play him, unfortunately. Uh, Jacoby Myers five for fifty nine on seven targets. I think he's the number one pretty easily going forward. Um, it's not saying James much, White yeah. continues to just be the most worthless player in the history of football. So I hate it too because he seems like an okay guy. I think he can have success if he goes to a different team. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's like washed. I just they're just not using. Him like that Rex Burkett has six touchdowns this season. He's on track for like eleven. Well, his his deal is that, is that every year he always does really well like that. He just always gets hurt. Right? It just no. he just hasn't been hurt. He has like four hundred yards and six touchdowns. That's nonsense. I mean, I'm just saying though, if you look at his like history, like that's what he does. I didn't. I forgot Rex Burkett was on the Bengals though. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's kind of a weird player. It's just so odd to see a white guy running the football. Yeah, reasonably well. Yeah, I mean, I, with moderate success. After the age of twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Peyton Hills or whatever. I don't know what age he made it to, but yeah. I watched I watched a video on him on the fall. Super of Peyton weird Hills. game. Very interesting. But yeah, it, it was a weird one. Um, I love seeing it. As we all know, I'm a big Baltimore Ravens hater, but I love seeing it just, I just because. I don't think they're very good. It, it literally just comes down to they are going to blow out teams that turn the ball over a bunch. Like like any good team, but their defense is so good they can do it more. Yeah. Like when they blew out the ba- with the um, when they blew out the bang not the Bengals, st- stumbling over everything. Um, the Browns. 
Browns turned the ball over a billion times. And so they yeah, they put up 40 points, and Lamar Jackson has 100 yards. And like, whoa, look how great he is. It's like, no. It's... Yeah, whenever you get him behind and don't make mistakes, it's going to be extremely difficult for him to do anything about it. And the run game wasn't dominant either. And if the run game is not dominant for him, then. I mean, when you're. I, I wonder what his career high passing numbers are. I don't think he's thrown over 400, has he? Oh, I, I, I'd be shocked. It's just going to be near impossible to, you know, for them to ever come back, just given, you know, what he does. Let's see. Oh, well, 365 was the most he's ever passed for. I think it was his first game last year. That one game where he was like unstoppable. And everyone's like, he's the greatest thing ever. And then since then, he hasn't done much. But he's been pretty quiet ever since. And no bad for running back. And then, yeah, they didn't do anything. I noticed he wasn't saying those not bad for running back jokes when he threw for 97 yards against Kansas City this season. But I'll just mind my business on that one. But Oh, boy. I'm, I'm nervous right now. Why? So I'm playing – obviously, by the time this goes out, this game will be over. But the Vikings-Bears game is a halftime. Seven to six Vikings. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Allen Robinson has 6.4 points, and I am up uh, less than 11. It's about ten and a half. If he gets one touchdown, you're done. Because if he gets a touchdown, we well, yeah, know he's going to get the catches. He just need like four catches and 20 yards. Yeah, which so he could easily do I'm a little half. nervous right now. But I'd say it's a 50-50. I think he, gets he needed 17.2 or 3 to beat me, so I'm a little little nervous. At this point, it's a 50-50. With Nick Foles, you never know. Uh, like I said, it's halftime, so we'll we'll see. Towards the end of the game, he starts airing it out, too, though. Well, I, it depends how much they're down, too, though. And will somebody please explain to me why Cordero Patterson is the leading running back on the Bears? Oh, wait. Oh, I just it just updated. Last play, Dan Bailey kicked 69 yards from Minnesota to Chicago 4. Cardell Patter- Cordero Patterson returns 104 yards. Oh, my goodness. He's uploaded. Yeah, he just had a 104-yard return. He, he's apparently the starting running back this game. This is, this is wild. But he, he did on a kick return. No, no. And Lamar oh. Miller is in the game? Oh, my goodness. Lamar Miller got seven-yard catch. What team is he on? He's in the Bears. Good for him. Oh, I figured. Okay. Free Lamar Miller. Didn't he get hurt last year? Didn't yeah. he tear an ACL like week one or something? Or in yeah, a preseason? training camp. Yeah. Yeah, I felt for him. That's Yeah, because he had 1,000 yards the last season he played. Close to, but yeah. I think he was like 950. Oh, but... okay. Yeah, fair enough. Well, that's an interesting one. Yeah, he's the starting running back. Apparently something happened to Montgomery. When was the, wonder when oh, the... he had a concussion. That's right. wonder when the last time uh, he returned a touchdown was. This is good, though. This is this good. Is one less possession for the... Allen Robinson. And they have a lead, so they'll run if the ball the, more. The Bears just need the lead and just run the clock out. That's just, this just is run good. out. This is good. How mad would you be if you were playing against Cordell Patterson? Oh, I'd be furious. Because <laughs> Cordell Patterson's not good at football. Well, he's okay, but he's you literally like never... some hill. Like, hey, maybe we could run. He's like, hey, he's wait. such a good athlete. He's not very good at running back. He's not really good at receiver. But we're gonna force him into both of them and say he's both. He's like, he could receive and run. He's like, no, he can't. Stupid he last either. second closing item. I I discovered today that DeAndre Hopkins played basketball at Clemson as well. Wow. I'm, did he play against Jimmy Graham? <laughs> no, apparently everybody said he was "quote unquote" cheeks in the uh, comments. That's funny, but they also loved the uh, Kobe five or Kobe two colorways he had. Good. So right, okay. that's our synopsis yeah. of uh, DeAndre Hopkins playing basketball. The important information. Yeah, but uh, anything else you wanted to add on uh, this week's episode? I don't think so. All right. Well, we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to uh, the Week Ten Recap Show. You've been beautiful. Can you believe that it's already Week Eleven next week? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> we'd like to thank everyone for, or I guess tonight. No, never mind. I got confused. We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the recap show. We will be back on Wednesday, two nights from now, uh, with the preview show for week 11. Uh, so, everybody, until then, have yourself a great couple days here. Stay where, safe. Where can they find us, Austin? Oh, not this again. Uh, just, just find us on, on here. I don't have the heart Sue to Yourself tell. Podcast on Apple Podcast and on Spotify. If you're watching this video, leave a like. I know you want to. But if you're not watching this in video form, make sure to go to YouTube and to Suit Yourself Pod. That's Suit Yourself Pod on YouTube, and you can see our beautiful faces as we do the show twice a week. The, the website will also be updated next week as I don't work next week. So You don't? No. Oh, all week, all Thanksgiving. Also. I somehow, I don't know what I'm going to do because I have like 10 or 12 more vacation days I have to use before the end of the year. So I 
don't know. If yeah, I'll, it just sounds rough. I don't know if I'll even be able to use them all. Oh we'll, shoot! We'll see, we'll I see just paid to not work. I didn't. Well, they gave me. I have two days off for free next week. Oh I man! I know it's gonna be a I have too rough. much PTO. Well, oh. I think I've taken one day before this week, this whole year. So probably should. Have yeah, I, I really should have thought of that <laughs> beforehand. But could take it on last Friday off. What do you do? I know I should have for Call of Duty. Yeah, I've been lit. Oh well. But anyway, enjoy the rest of your day, night, evening, morning, whatever. Uh, please don't, please don't get sick. Just social distance. Wear the mask, okay, people. No, it's, it's not, now. it's not difficult. Goodbye, everyone.